Hi, and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. Horizon Church is a Christ-centred, Word-based and Spirit-led church. We are so happy to bring this week's message to you. And on behalf of our pastors, Brad and Ali Bonhomme and the Horizon Church team, we pray it's a blessing to you. Well, this morning, um, I want to actually preach a message titled Undivided. We as a church through the month of August have been going through the book of John and it has just been rich and full of revelation. We are encouraged and we come to chapter 17 and it is Jesus' last prayer before He goes to the cross. And really, um, He prays this prayer that is quite curious. You know, He prays for all those that are with Him at that time, His contemporaries, His disciples, the crowds that followed Him, His people that had become His own in His contemporary era. But then He goes on to pray really through the future, kind of like time machine prayer because God is outside of time and space. You know, you can pray for your descendants. You can pray for your grandchildren and those yet to be born because you see prayer works outside of space and time. God is outside of space and time, but He operates within time. So prayer stays active. But Jesus prays this, I think, quite audacious prayer that um, His own believers, His contemporaries and those in the future would be one. The reason I think this is completely and utterly audacious is, um, obviously He knew something that we did not, that there was a power at work that could bring together people of different cultures and languages, uh, different genders, so male and female, different tastes, different ways of carrying the grace of God in the world, He knew something maybe we didn't know, that actually it was completely possible um, to be one. We may not all be the same. We may not actually um, express God in the same way, but that we could actually be one. I actually think there is a comical and absurd kind of um, part of this. I just I just cannot imagine um, seeing the possibility of that happening. I, I couldn't, my, my brain couldn't even touch that. But obviously Jesus thought it was completely possible that in Him, we could be one. In fact, not only did he think it was possible, he thought it was actually essential. So much so that it became the fodder, the the centre, the very centre of that final prayer he prayed before he went to the cross to finish his work. You know, he saw that there is a power in being undivided, that we may be different, but that we could be unified, that we as His church may not all be the same. You know, it wasn't a prayer and an appeal to God to make us the same, to be cookie cutter and carbon copy of each other, but He saw a power in His church being undivided, standing together on the things that we know to be true, the the centralness of His finished work, of oneness in the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit, that there was a power that could bring us together and that if we would come together and be one, that would we would be absolutely unconquerable. In fact, so much so He says, you know, um, I, I will build my church and not even the gates of hell will prevail against it. Such will be the unity and the power of my church. Well, in our world right now, in this very abnormal, and I, I say that for a very big reason, that we are in an abnormal time. There is no two ways about it. 
And I see in the midst of this very abnormal time, a real strategy of the enemy um, to divide us, not just the church, but to divide family, to divide our own hearts. I see a strategy of the enemy to really incite and to cause division within ourselves, within families and churches and communities. And um, it's almost as if people are locking onto issues that may not be gospel issues, but they become so heightened and important to their hearts that it brings division um, and actually um, tears apart the very thing God wants to remain united. You know, I, I'm homeschooling at the moment as many parents are. I know many true homeschoolers are saying, that's not homeschool. I wanna say to you, well, I'm at home, I'm schooling, it's homeschool. <laughs> and so at the moment, I'm doing a lot of sums with my kindergarten child, a lot of subtraction, a lot of addition, and, and it's fun. Um, but it reminded me, our, our senior pastor, Pastor Brad, always says, you know, that God's sums are addition and multiplication. And the sums of the enemy are subtraction and division. And in that little statement that is, is very memorable, it's stuck with me, it's imprinted on my heart, there is um, kind of painting a picture for us that there are forces at work to either strengthen or weaken our sense of unity, strengthen or weaken your heart, your community, your church, your family. And actually the enemy of your soul is actually committed to trying to distract you to have a divided heart, a divided focus. And in fact, to even go so far as to attempt to divide the church. And he'll use a litany of distraction and, and issues and things that we think are so important to dilute the strength of our unity at a time when God wants us to shine bright for a dark world. Well, it's easy in a time of fear to think that these issues, these things are so important. You know, the enemy doesn't have to do much if he can get us focused on those things to simply get us distracted off the main thing and, and actually divide us. And yet God is calling us to actually be in this time, a unified voice for the love and the power of Jesus Christ. So this morning, I wanna talk about what it is to live um, an undivided life. How do you live a life that is undivided in Jesus Christ? And I wanna read for you uh, from John 17. So it's up on the screen for you, John 17, 20 to 26. This is Jesus' last prayer before He goes to the cross. My prayer is not for them alone. And He's speaking about His contemporary disciples, those in His time 2,000 years ago. He says, I pray also for those who will believe in Me, that's us, um, through their message, that all of them may be one. Father, just as You are in Me and I am in You, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that You have sent Me. I've given them the glory that You gave Me, that they may be one as we are one. I in them and You in Me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that You sent Me and have loved them even as You have loved Me. Father, I want those You have given Me to be with Me where I am and to see my glory, the glory You have given me because You have loved me before the creation of the world. 
Righteous Father, though the world does not know You, I know You and they know that You have sent me. I have made You known to them and will continue to make You known in order that the love You have for me may be in them and that I myself may be in them. It's a powerful prayer, isn't it? And Jesus goes to great pains to say that, that, that Father, I want them to be one. There is a power in my believers, my followers being one. And He says that actually they're witness in the world. You know, people that don't know Jesus coming to know Jesus is deeply connected to them living an undivided life together in me. You know, what I absolutely love though is He doesn't leave us alone in that. He actually prays, God, you know, I wanna empower them to do this. May they be one even as we are one. Um, which is so heartening that God provides us a power and a way to live an undivided life that Jesus' glory may be on display for the world to see. Well, this morning, let's dive in for a bit of a look of how we as Jesus' followers in the world in 21st century Sydney or Dunsborough or wherever you may happen to be, how can we live an undivided life? Well, the first one is you need to seek an undivided heart. You know, can I just say, unity is not a human achievement. You know, you need only to turn on the news at any given time at the moment to see that unity or being undivided is not a human achievement. It's actually a work that, that flows from actually maturing in Jesus Christ by being in Him. And it's why Jesus doesn't call us to be undivided all on our own, but actually He connects us with a life in Him and through Him. Him we become undivided. You know, Psalm 86, 11 says, Teach me Your way, Lord, that I may rely on Your faithfulness, not my own. Give me an undivided heart. Give me a whole heart, a heart that's put together that I may fear Your Name. You know, the Psalmist is saying, God, I need Your help to fill all of my affections with You. I need Your help to make my heart whole. Help me live, not giving bits and pieces of my heart away, dividing it in, 28 different directions distracted, but God help me with Your power to live from a whole heart. Unite my heart, fix it so that bits and pieces aren't given away to lesser things. You know, um, so much of the division that we see in our community now, you know, commentary on political things and commentary on how things should have been done. So much of it is divisive, but so much of it really before it becomes divisive in the community comes out of a divided heart, comes out of a place in the individual or the community that's operating out of a heart that is given to fear. Really division is a fruit of what's coming out of our own hearts. And do you know this morning, God is actually wanting you to live from an undivided heart, a whole heart. He actually wants you to to direct you, even in the way you carry burdens, so that your heart is not given away to lesser things, not split in a million pieces and diluted for the impact He wants you to have in the world. God wants to give you a whole heart. Well, in this season, I wanna encourage you that it is so important what you give your heart away to. Are you giving your heart away to distorted pictures of what you see the future as being? Are you giving your heart away to 
fear that's birthed out of loneliness in this season that is quite isolated? Are you giving your heart away to a temptation to despair and give up? You know, this morning, God wants to minister to you. God, and you just like the psalmist can cry out to Him, God wants to give you an undivided heart, a simplicity in Him that out of that will spring an undivided approach to your church, your community and the world. God Himself wants to bless you and minister to you and give you an undivided heart this morning. Well, secondly, God wants to help you build an undivided church. In fact, God is building His undivided church. God is building a church so strong that not even coronavirus, not even the events that are happening in the world can shake and change and prevail against His church. God is building an undivided church. You know, during lockdown, I've had a few little routines that um, me and my family have adapted in our week. You know, it's, it's a strange time and all our regular routines are kind of out the window. We're no longer hustling in the morning to get out the door to school and get in the car on time, make sure we've packed everything. Our routines look different. They, they're made up of walks and homeschool hours and trips to the park and time for mum and dad after hours to catch up on the work that we didn't get done during the day, all that sort of thing. One of our little routines that we have as a family is um, on a Thursday, I work with Pastor Karen and Jared to produce the services that we get the privilege of um, enjoying together as a church community on a Sunday. And, you know, Jared has just been labouring over these services to make sure that Horizon Church experiences the very best. And I really pray that you've been blessed by these services. He's just done a phenomenal, phenomenal job. And we're just so grateful to have him in our ranks. He's an amazing guy. But um, on Thursday, I come up to work with Pastor Karen and Jared and we go through the services and we look at um, what we need to add and take away and make it amazing. And I normally bring with me one of my sons and they stay in the office and do some things. But one of the little rewards is they get given, we go through a a drive-through that will remain unnamed. I'm not giving any product placement to them. Um, That's got the golden arches on a special box for kids. You know what I'm talking about. And at the moment, that um, that box has these little plastic toys from Space Jam 2. And now if you're a parent in lockdown, you probably know exactly what I'm talking about. Well, as fate would have it, one of the Thursdays I bought my kids one of these boxes, they both got different toys. One got LeBron James and one got Daffy Duck. And mate, it could have been World War Three for the next three hours over which plastic toy was better. Um, it, it was on and I, being mum, I just want to get peace. You know, I'm, I'm, of course I want to teach them and disciple them, but sometimes as a mum, you just want a little bit of peace in the car. And so I'm trying to convince one that, no, LeBron James really is the best thing. And oh no, of course Daffy Duck is better, you know, to try and get some peace and it just didn't work. But what I noticed was, um, these brothers, these amazing brothers, and we instill in our kids, your brother is the best thing God has ever given you. You know, you've only got one of them. Um, These brothers missed out on an amazing afternoon together because they were focused on their 10 cent plastic toy from the Golden Arches and over whose was better. 
You know, it reminds me sometimes of us as believers. We have the greatest treasure in the world, the pearl of great price, Jesus Christ Himself, the thing that you would sell and give up everything for. Each one of us that knows Jesus Christ has that pearl of great price. And yet at times we become distracted on the things that divide, not the one thing that unifies us from different cultures and different focuses. You know, um, I see in this time a real ploy of the enemy to dilute the power of the church, the grace that God wants to pour out through the church because He wants to divide us along factional lines or political thought or um, key ideas we think are so central. And yet I hear the Spirit saying, there's nothing more central than the Gospel. Let's unify over the things that bind us together in the love of Jesus Christ. You know, I I see that there is a grace in this season that God wants to pour out that can only be poured out through unity. God wants to show the world that He loves them. And there's a unique grace that is for the church to display His glory in this way. And it relies on us being unified. It, it, It relies upon us coming together on that one thing that unifies us. You know, it's why Paul says in 2 Corinthians 13, 11, aim for restoration, comfort one another, agree with one another. And he's not saying that you have to agree on everything. There is gonna be things that we disagree on. I prefer eating a certain type of food than my husband. I prefer a certain type of book. I have different ideas about leadership than others. And yet, on the things that matter, we need to be in agreement, live in peace and the God of love and peace be with you. You know, we won't agree on everything and that is okay. It's impossible with the population of the world, the different cultures, the different ways that God has called each of us to carry His grace to the world. It's impossible that we'll agree on everything, but God is calling us to stand as one and protect unity to cling at this time to community, to to allow the Gospel to be at the centre of our unity, to make undivided spaces for the grace of God to be poured out to a world desperately in need of His love. Can I encourage you, um, when it comes to an undivided church, would you protect your marriage in this season? Don't be waylaid to think that because you don't agree on everything and the pressure has come on, that it's time to divide and conquer. Actually, no, it's be undivided and we will conquer together. At this time, don't pull out and think that you can go it alone in God. Of course, your private prayer and devotional time is essential in this season. But God is calling us in this time when we are a little bit distant and in separate households to be more unified than ever, to be of one mind in our prayer, to be gathering together in life groups and and praying for one another. Don't be divided, don't be waylaid and tempted into an individualistic idea of what it is to serve Jesus in this season. God is calling us to be an undivided church. Let's not push people out of spaces where they can experience the grace of God on ideas that are not central to the Gospel. Let's keep the main thing, the main thing and hold tight to those things that unite us and that is the finished work of Jesus Christ. And then finally, um, God calls us to cultivate our undivided attention. You know, I love the rendering of Matthew 6.34 in the message that says, 
give your entire attention to what God is doing right now. And don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when the time comes. You know, the temptation in a time like we're in right now is to lean into what the next two years, five years, our children's future may be like. And the Holy Spirit is saying to you, I have got grace for the day. I want your whole and undivided attention on what I am saying now. You know, the the greatest thing that you can pay attention to right now is not the 11am press conference or if you're in a different state or country, whatever the equivalent is for, for you, looking at the statistics on coronavirus. Those things are important to know. They're, they're informative to know and there is a natural human interest in them. But believe it or not, that is not the central thing that is gonna change your life right now. Actually, you need undivided attention on what the Holy Spirit is saying right now to you. That will change the future. That will change the future of many people. God is calling us to have undivided attention. What are your eyes looking at at the moment? Because where your gaze is, there goes your future. What are your ears attuned to at the moment? What are you paying attention to with your affections and your time? God is saying to us, church, that that He requires our undivided attention because He's preparing us for a glorious destiny. And right now, the greatest thing you can do is pay attention to Him in this moment. What's the Holy Spirit saying? The greatest question that you can ask right now is what is the Holy Spirit saying? And on that, meditate, walk in it, think on it, saturate yourself in it because He is our common point of reference. And with His words, as as we listen, as we pay attention, found in those words is all the grace that you will need for this season. Have an undivided heart, be an undivided church and have an undivided attention on what God is doing right now. You know, I really believe that that God wants to pour out grace on you right now. Maybe for you in your family life, you have felt your attention pulled in about 28 different directions. Maybe right now you are tempted to pull away from unity. Maybe you feel offended at what someone said to you. Maybe there's been issues that you've differed on with your brothers and sisters in Christ and God wants to restore unity. You know, it's easier than we think sometimes when there's been division, sometimes when there's been offence, we think that it's gonna take so many years or it's it's um, irrestorable. And God would say this morning, that is not the case. Literally, we can make peace we can forgive, we can release, and we can come together in the bonds of love in Jesus Christ and He can restore all things to a place of unity. I wanna speak over marriages too. I I really believe that there has been pressure on marriage and relationship in this season. And and I feel the Holy Spirit saying this morning, you know, don't give up 
on your marriage. Don't give up on your relationship. Stay bound in the the bonds of love. You may not agree on everything and this abnormal season has put abnormal pressure on family relationships. But God is saying there is grace for you. There is restoration for you. You know, nothing is so far gone that it is irreparable. And God wants to bind you up in His love. God wants to perform miracles in the realm of family this morning. And I see those that have been doing life isolated and you, you think this is just a time where, you know, you have to go it alone. And I wanna rebuke the lie of the enemy in your life. That it's so far from the truth. God has a community of believers that He wants to use to pour out His grace on you. You know, grace does come from the Son, but you know, one of the ways that God pours out His grace, His divine enabling, His favour, His love on us is actually through other believers. And right now there's God is giving you opportunity to come into community and receive His love and grace in a season where things are disconnected. I wanna encourage you this morning. Let me pray if if that or anything else um, is on your heart this morning, why don't you open your, your heart, open your hands. God's gonna minister to you right where you're at. Holy Spirit, right now through the barrel of this camera into every lounge room, God, every car, every hotel room, wherever people are listening from, right now, I pray that You would minister, God, Your grace to every person. I pray, God, that um, Lord, as we navigate this season and its uncertainties, that You would unify us, God. Thank You, Holy Spirit, that in Jesus Christ, there is so much more that unifies us, God, than divides us. God, that in Jesus, we can live undivided lives, God, with undivided hearts. Right now, God, for those that are struggling to remain unified, struggling to remain whole of heart, I pray, Holy Spirit, that You'd minister to them, that Your power would would strengthen them in their weakness. God, I thank You, God, for Your unique protection over marriages in this season, God. I thank You for families, God, where there's strife, um, that You would bring Your peace in Jesus' Name, that You would bring Your wholeness, God, that there would not be division in family, God, but there would be a wholeness and a sense of health in this season. God, we thank You for our country. Lord, we just declare over the nation of Australia, God, Your peace, God, Your unity, God, that we would move forward in Your purposes as a nation. And for every other nation listening, God, we declare the goodness of God over every nation. We say, peace be still to storms. And thank You, God, that Your will and Your purpose will be done on the earth. Maybe you're listening today and um, you're like, that, that sounds great. And I've desired a sense of unity and sense of peace, but I've never found it. Well, this morning or whenever you're listening to this, this may be your moment that the Holy Spirit is knocking on the door of your heart and saying, in me, you'll find the peace that, that you're longing for. You know, Jesus said in that passage in John 17, the world would know that the Father has sent Him. You know, do you know why the Father sent Jesus? It says, God the Father so loved the world that He sent His only Son to die a death for you, to cover your sins with His blood and to restore you into right relationship with Father God. Do you know what drove the Father to send the Son? It was His undying love for you. 
He loves you so much. Maybe you've heard narratives about God that are to do with a harsh and dictatorial Father. Can I just say that is so far from the truth in the Bible, in the Word of God. It's so far from the truth of my own experience and the experience of many others. He is a loving God. He wants to reach you at your point of pain, at your point of need. Today, you can pray this prayer and you, like many others in the world, can become His child. Why don't you pray with me? Dear Jesus, I believe in You. Come into my heart and be my Saviour. I receive Your forgiveness, love and complete acceptance. I am now set free from my past. I am now a child of God. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. For more info about Horizon Church, please visit our website at hz.church. Have a fantastic day and we hope to see you again soon.